up, podcast universe? Good morning, Harold and Maude. That's us. Good morning, Harold and Maude. <laughs> <laughs> What's the song that he actually comes in on? Well, it changes. Isn't it that like... It's the... It's like... Uh, I was born a hell. Oh yeah, the um Fortunate Son. Yeah, Fortunate yeah. Was it Fortunate Son? I ain't no Fortunate Son. Yeah, although that would make sense because that was that didn't come out until later. Ain't me. I ain't no Fortunate Son. They might have They might have, I don't know. It seems like it would be that. Probably not. Yeah, that would make Whenever sense. Whenever I think of Vietnam, I just think of that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think of like helicopters landing. Yeah. And I think of shirtless guys drinking Budweiser's <laughs> before they. Well, I always think of shirtless guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whether it's in Vietnam or the setting just changes. Whatever, you know. <laughs> hey, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Happy St. Latrick's Day. Hope you all celebrate responsibly. Yes. Or have fun. Enjoy those Whichever potatoes. Enjoy those potatoes. No, it's like uh, blood sausage and. It's something. raw potatoes. No. So we got a lot to talk about uh, the Walking Dead because death comes to the group yet again rapping at their door god damn it why do they keep doing this because that's uh that's the you know where when you live in a zombie apocalypse you might get eaten by zombies i know but this was particularly like brutal horribly brutal i don't know i feel like every time it's particularly brutal it's just that each time this death and we're talking about spoilers noah noah gets it in a revolving glass door going out of a building, he gets pulled out because of the pussy jerk guy that was on the... Well, if you haven't watched yet, uh, Alexandria, the compound or whatever, has their own scouts, and they li- totally live... Well, not the scouts, the guys who go out and Those are the supplies. scouts. No, the scouts, are, is, it's now Daryl and the other guy. Well, whatever. And there's foragers. Uh, we'll yeah. call them scouts. <laughs> <laughs> and they live by a totally different code than the fucking group, man. Yeah, and a bad their code. their code is like, "You're all fucking, I'm out of here, You're man. All, yeah, I'm out of here." That's like their code. It's <laughs> like a tattoo they have. They all have to get the brand. It's Fuck, like if I'm you guys, here. it's like if you guys are tough enough to get a brand. Why are you such pussies? Do <laughs> like you'll yeah, still run right? away? <laughs> That'd be funny. Like you make us get a brand, and then you just run but away like run pussies. Away. That's funny. And they really run away. So, so back up yeah. a little bit. There, it's Glenn. Noah, Eugene, Tara. Tara, these two guys, Aiden and Nicholas, Aiden, the son of Deanna, Deanna, and then this other guy, who's Deanna, who's Deanna, the mayor or governor of Alexandria. Well, so the two guys who we kind of hate Aiden because Glenn punched him out because he was a dick when they went out. Before. Well, he's just sort of like a spoiled brat who thinks he knows like how to make it out there. And you clearly don't You clearly have no yeah. idea what you're doing. And then we were supposed to take orders from you when like, we're just going to sit here and watch you make a fool of yourself in right. the, out, in, out in the shit. Like you're, you're stupid. Aiden's a stupid. He's stupid, but he, he was listening to Glenn a little bit more in this one. So they're out. Eugene's got them on a mission to get, something to help them restore the power grid 
Yeah, so he's, yeah. and he's being his typical cowardly Eugene self. Well, he makes it clear, like, hey, I'm a coward. So if you guys want me to come, just know that I won't be there for you when you need me most. But, but yet this time he steps up. We'll talk about that later. But so we're they're in this warehouse where they're looking for his stuff, and you know, of course, it's a zombie apocalypse. There's walkers coming at them, and Aiden yeah. like shoots this one that's geared up in riot gear. That has a grenade. Well, he's shooting at his body and the gun, you know, because he's wearing a riot helmet. And yeah, and then shoots and hits one of the grenades that's still like strapped to the zombies, you know, riot gear, you know, vest, tactical vest, whatever it is. And it explodes and yeah. blows up inside of the warehouse. And now everybody's all mishug. Everyone's <laughs> a whole bunch of mishagash or whatever. <laughs> you well, know. Including Aiden, who's pinned to a wall with... Well, he's impaled. impaled. He's impaled into the, the wall. Through the gut and the shoulder. He's impaled into the wall through the gut and the shoulder. And then um, they have, you know, the tall task of trying to pull him off of this thing. Well, at first, the one guy happen. says he's dead. Yeah, his buddy what? says, and that's the funny thing is like the the Glenn and the Eugene and the Tara, like we got to help him. And then his buddy is like, "It's done. I'm sorry." Even looks, he tells him like, "Dude, I'm so sorry. Like this is our code. Yeah, our, our code is every man for right. himself." Yeah, and so and Glenn was like, and then the, the funniest part is like did an Otis thing again where. They didn't. They left him, but they didn't shoot him. And then the zombies come and they rip him apart. He's still alive. Yes, yeah. to fucking. And like, yeah, Aiden was kind of a douche, but he wasn't like a fucking evil person. But you and I differ. I think in our viewpoint on this, just because. So how can you view it differently? Be, be, here's why. <laughs> here's why. Because Glenn is really diligently trying to get him off there, and then he, then Noah, who's like shooting this horde that's coming at them, says. They're coming, they're coming, they're here. And he basically grabs Glenn off and runs away, and then they just swarm in. They all just leave him. So, like, there wasn't really a time to, like, he was, he was, they, I don't think they could have shot him in the head. It was Um, too fast. I don't know. It doesn't take much movement to shoot someone in the head at that range. But then they would have all turned towards them. I don't know. I I guess. They, it was, I don't know. But it was brutal. Then you see him just, like, getting, he's literally, because he's already pinned to the wall. He's already pinned to the wall. And then, so he's just basically like hanging meat, hanging food, and he's still and he's alive. He's still alive the for whole a while. Time. We're yeah, well, they show this that. go down, and it's really awful. They show that, yeah, and it's uh, pretty, pretty bad for old Aiden. Pretty bad. He never so he saw dies. it coming. He dies brutally, and they just sort of left him to die, which is a bummer. And then the other guy is trying to get out. He's like running ahead. And Glenn still sort of trying to help him, saying, you'll never make it. And then he gets into this revolving glass door. He's well, we should stop there and say that Eugene and Tara are, oh, right. are like, in some office in the warehouse. And Tara's out. Like, she, she I can't remember she's how. She's the explosion. In the explosion, she was knocked out. And she's bleeding. And they think she's dead, but she's not dead. And the guys are like, just leave her. And Eugene's like, no, we'll put her in there, you know, into this little office and keep her, you know, head elevated or whatever they're doing. But she's out. Like, she's out yeah. cold. And she continues to stay out once Glenn and Noah and this remaining coward go out to to the front it's like a mall warehouse thing and there's like a revolving glass door it almost looks like a fries or like a Costco, like a not a fries but like a fries or a or a circuit city type place i don't know what it is yeah i guess they were in the warehouse of, part of it yeah 
of a like big electronics store, whatever it is, they you know they're exiting through like the the customer front area, you know, and then they get literally they are trapped, which is one of the most interesting. I've never seen them be more trapped almost yeah. than when they have zombies on either side, and they're literally within these little wedges of you know that the revolving glass cool. doors, and so there's no one Glenn in one side of the little wedge, and then there's the other guy, the cowardly Nicholas, on the in, in another little you know little half freaking like a, a trivial pursuit pie yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of a fucking like yeah that's exactly and how it zombies is zombies completely just banging waiting for them to fucking you know you know what do you do you just you know what do you do at that point well and Blow eugene up? saves the day well that's what ends up happening because yeah what happens is eugene fucking bucks up and throws terror over his shoulder and gets out of that what is it that office or whatever it is yeah. and starts shooting at walkers boom boom and gets her to they they go in the van and the van is playing dubstep <laughs> and like they it was like a weird choice but i guess it was to keep you know the zombies from going to the compound when they leave or something like that so that the, the zombies will yeah. follow the noise which i get you know makes sense i Just, guess so you pick it seems any like loud it music attract them to the place too it though. seems like it would attract them to the compound i feel like you could play it leaving the compound but you couldn't play it going back to the compound no be like, way. that'd be the f- silliest thing ever so yeah eugene uh, playing the music banging on the car honking the horn sort of distracts the zombies from the outside of the revolving glass doors there's still a whole like small horde of zombies on the inside mm-hmm of the revolving glass doors and uh what they were going to do is they're going to break the glass yeah hit the glass shoot the glass yeah it involved nicholas staying put because if he pushed his door that means their door would open and and the zombies zombies would get get them yeah so he glenn's saying dude no we'll be able to break the glass stop stop and he's stop like, pushing stop pushing he's like you know no it's not gonna work and he pushes his way out he forces his way out which is weird because there's two against one so you think if they this like their collective strength could have stopped nicholas from doing that but i guess maybe noah had to do one thing while glenn was going to shoot the glass and right nicholas sort of literally he's like wedging his body between the revolving part of the glass doors yeah. and then you know the part that sort of it sits in and he just uh, gets his torso out and just forces himself out and that creates just enough room that all the zombies on the other side of this door reach in and grab noah yeah and and then glenn's like looking at nicholas like hey come back here and then he's looking at noah and he's trying to save noah and it's weird because noah's just sort of like no it's cool man like i love you bro and like <laughs> he's just like just let him go just let me go he says don't let he says don't let go but he yeah like, don't yeah, let go he, he basically explained on talking dead that they they well glenn uh steve young did that uh it meant don't let go of this good moment good place you have in this like like don't give up don't give up yeah yeah and don't let go it's funny because he says don't let go when he's literally being dragged out yeah like, by zombies. sounds like he's saying don't let go of me but he but he would have been like gone. don't let go yeah but he, in yeah. this way it's more like don't let go bro right like i love you so much and like we'll always have this moment together. Yeah. Now watch me get feast on by zombies. Oh, it was so sad because yeah, they I go mean, full tilt they, on him. They really rip him to shreds, and and Glenn just has to sit there and watch as he's pushed up against the glass. And, yeah, because Glenn can't leave. Apart. Yeah, Glenn can't leave, and then 
Noah's literally like up on the wall. And the grossest part for me with the Noah death is the whole fish hook thing. Yeah. Where they, like, one zombie grabs Noah on the inside of his, like, cheek. And yep. then just rips that whole part open and just all sort of pours out. And you're just like, oh, and then it just starts eating his neck and, and shoulders. And his eye and, gets, like, Oh, and his yeah. eye gets popped out. It's just like, oh, fuck. But yet he's still <laughs> screaming, so oh, he's fuck. still feeling it. Yeah, I think that's the worst part. I feel like, you know, if you got eaten by a shark or if you got even a, a lion or a tiger, they, you like, die quickly. Well, they go for your throat and they either break your neck because of the, the, the force of their jaw yeah. or they pinch your windpipe and you just asphyxiate with a zombie like they're not going for a kill they're just eating yeah you know so it's like you just you'd feel everything yeah you'd want to shoot yourself in the head you know or Uh, fucking jump off a bridge or whatever you how long do do you think it would take so so aiden how long do you think it took for him to die well because i don't know i feel like if they did get you in the throat or something like that you would bleed out really quickly and at least you'd bleed out and die but if they're just going for your limbs and your fucking torso and your guts well your guts you'd die pretty quickly too I don't know, as soon no. as they hit your i mean yeah, they'd have they to hit, hit your stomach and your no i don't think uh, you'd die quickly like you'd die you would die but like in the dead presidents that movie with nom they cut open what chris imperioli's guts and like he literally has to like they remember they od him with the morphine that all the soldiers get because he's still alive and he just has his guts out of his body uh, uh, that's like one of the hardcore scenes of that movie dead presidents which is good i don't think you would die instantly like if they hit your femoral artery in your leg or your jugular or something like that, you'd bleed out right away, you know. Or but, obviously your brain. Or, yeah. Or your heart. Or your heart. Your something. heart would Im- immediately. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like they're not going to get through your rib cage as quickly as they're going to get to your guts. That's and true. just like feast on your guts and arms and legs. I don't Gross. think you'd die that quickly. Like you wouldn't uh, unless they got horrible. a main artery. Why? It just, you know, why would you medically? I'm no doctor, but. <laughs> You're not. MD, science, zombie science doctor. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing that I thought was cool in this episode, when Eugene does come out of the door, like I remember saying out loud, I said, oh, look, he's he's leaving her because it it looks like he's leaving her. But then he walks out and he's got her over his shoulder and you're like, yes, Eugene grows a pair like that's what happened. Well, he and they were saying that like that that's his closest friendship on the show the character eugene and tara very close like personally i wouldn't care if tara died or not like she doesn't really bring much to the table and her character doesn't have much of an arc and i don't really care she's kind of dull and with talking dead also (laughs) she's not that interesting well she's uh, dull's not even the right word she's kind of like weird and uncomfortable she's doesn't make any sense on the show well she just is kind of it's doing too much things. she's kind of reaching too far for yeah. jokes and stuff and just sort of like huh yeah you're like what what doesn't even make any sense that's okay. not that's not funny yeah it's just sort of like a stupid way place to go with that idea whatever it is yeah, yeah just sort of like not very funny you know whatever i mean she's had her character's had somewhat of an arc just from where she came from i think but and you know obviously now she's sort of there to provide Eugene with his heroic moment. We don't know what's going to happen with her, whether she's going to live or die. Yeah. Because she she's has, in bad shape. She she's not out of the woods. Damage. Like, yeah, whatever, brain damage, head trauma, something like that. So, yeah, we don't know what, if she's going to serve or not. And she's another character that's not in the book. So, ah. Just like Noah. Mm. No, there's no Noah in the book. 
He, he lasted a lot longer than, like you were saying. I thought he would die in the hospital, in the cops' hospital. Yeah. I thought he would sort of probably die out. For him to carry over into the next half of the season, I was like, that was far farther than I thought he would go, just as a character. But they um, used him as, they used him well as a vehicle for several things. You know, they used well, him for, for the Tyrese's, Tyrese's death. Yes, good, and that yeah. was a good vehicle. And then, you know, they, and they talked about this on Talking Dead, but when he's sitting in Alexandria with Deanna's husband, Asking him to teach him about architecture, it's like, oh shit, the guy's gonna die. You know, like I need a skill. I want to. Yeah, trade. I have a belief in hope, and right. then, and he writes a thing in his journal that says, "This is the beginning." It's like, nope, it's the. It's end. It's now the end for you, you, my friend. Yeah, that's a shame, and you know, that's you know, they got to lay it on a little thick. If you're gonna kill somebody off, you might as well make it as like. As heavy as you it can with writing, yeah, with the writing, it's just funny. You know, oh, yeah, poor yeah. guy. Yeah, it's you know, I, I, I'm good for him though for being on the show as yeah. long as he was. And yeah, it was an interesting thing because there's a character called Heath um, in Alexandria, and he's actually a pretty big character. He's one of the people, like one of the scouts or one of the scavengers, whatever. And he's not in this show so far. He's a uh, black guy with dreadlocks and glasses, and he hurts his leg. And he has to like sort of, which is like weird because Noah has had this hurt leg for so long. Uh-huh. And so people are sort of talking about like, is that like they've sort of taken parts of that Heath character and like other parts of so-and-so. But like really Morgan, because Morgan is with them all the way through this in the comic. He's at Alexandria. Yeah, when's he coming back? I don't know. I don't know. So Noah's sort of like a mix or amalgamation of maybe a little Heath and the comic book Morgan. Because Morgan also... No spoilers. Dies in the book. Well, like, that doesn't mean anything about the TV show. We haven't seen him yet in the TV show, and I'm still wondering if he, if that half, boy, half season, right? I'm yeah. still wondering if that branding on that zombie's head a couple episodes ago that they thought first was a W, then when they left the shot, it looked like yeah, an M. It was just a could M. be Morgan. Yeah, I know because they've never they never refer to it again. So I feel like it could be Morgan. You know, right? It's like why introduce it and just to not no not refer to it again or you know yeah. bring it back up again. It'll come up again. Yeah, totally will. One thing they didn't do, I don't know if it really matters, but we assume how it happened. But they don't show how Glenn, how Eugene gets Glenn out of the revolving door. I'm assuming he breaks the glass. I think Glenn just can push at that point because they're already feeding on Noah so I think he just pushes himself. No, yeah, because Glenn gets himself out. Oh, he does. Because what happens is that Nicholas guy goes to the van and like basically strong arms Eugene. Like, we have to go now. And he's he's like, get the fuck out of the front seat. Like, I'm driving or something like that. And Eugene's like, oh, okay. And then Glenn like comes right around the side, the blind side and like fucking knocks that guy out. Which is awesome. Punches him in the face and then he doesn't kill him and then he puts him in the back seat of the van with yeah. when he's unconscious and then the two of them go back to the compound and I think that's where it ends right do they show them back at the with the group well no it ends with Carol telling Rick oh that, you're that, gonna have uh, to kill him the, the husband of Jesse yeah is beating Sam and Jesse because yeah. the, see, the kids is hanging around with Carol and Carol's like become super fucking mean yeah like just like really mean to Sam the kid who wants cookies from her and like she promised the cookies mean, yeah. remember and he's like get me the, I want more cookies and he's clearly trying to bond with her because being beaten up by his father yeah he needs to get out of his own home he's probably scared right. to be there and so yeah Carol has promised him cookies yeah Carol's <laughs> it's weird she's like the wicked stepmother yeah, kind of where, she has become yeah that. where she's like really pleasant to all the women and all the other people in the compound and she dresses all sort of like middle class middle aged woman yeah and then like to the boy she's like what do you want you little shit yeah you little Shit, I'll, I'll pinch you ya. under your armpits <laughs> in public. You get no cookies. Get I'll, out of here. Get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. You little shit. I'll lock you in the closet. 
But she does pick up on the fact that she's, I mean, because she was abused by her husband. Yeah, which is cool. She picks up the way they tie that in. Yeah, they tie that in really well of like her, she's the first one to sort of feel the vibes and recognize the dynamic. Felt the vibe because the husband comes over and basically says, stay away from my wife. Yeah. He's drunk. He's he's got like two bottles. He's drunk. And Rick's a cop. He senses these things. Yeah, he's been a cop. He's always the guy, you want a beer, Rick? And he's like, no, it's. Fucking three eight p.m. Or yeah. something. You know, <laughs> I'm always wanna... on duty, man. What are you doing? You're a doctor. You're drinking yeah. in the afternoon. You're the doctor. You're the doctor here, and you're fucking drunk and, and during the day. Yeah, yeah. And, and so this is very similar to the comic, um, so far at least, with where this is going to go. Because Carol, so it ends basically with Carol saying, "Rick, you're going to have to kill him." Oh, and one other thing that happens we've talked about is Gabriel goes to Deanna thinking. He's alone with her, but uh, Maggie's actually on the she stairway. Hears she overhears everything. It. Yeah, and Gabriel basically fucking traitors out on them and says that Rick and his people are bad people and dangerous, done unspeakable things. Which I couldn't things. believe after like what he did. He yeah. did, he's way worse than what they did. they did. What they did to survive and save themselves. He literally left his people outside to die yeah they could have he could have let them inside total breach of trust and like selfishly because there was food in there There there's like a food drive that they'd done and then he locks the doors and locks out the whole congregation they all get eaten by the zombies and he ends up staying safe in there for months at a time by himself yeah and so to go and tell deanna like look these are bad people and like deanna doesn't even really but she's like no gabriel you need to go get some sleep or something or like you know does that happen in the comic yeah it does but again deanna is a guy in the comics so gabriel goes to the guy Uh and in the comic there's a church and gabriel becomes like gets to be the priest of the township or whatever Mm -hmm. and there are actually some interesting scenes that take place in that church um, so I don't know if they're going to introduce it into the comic or into the show because there's some pretty like key moments in the comic that take place in the church when Gabriel takes over and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he does. He goes to the do- uh, to the um, to the Deanna character in the comic and basically says like, "Look, you know, I want to be on your guys' side, and mm. you know, they shouldn't be here." He's bad news. He is. He's a coward and he's a you know phony. Really, he's, he's like, not to be trusted. Just like most priests, <laughs> not, to, not to be trusted. That collar makes you do suspicious things. Well, and what sucks is that they saved him mo- many times. And yeah. he and and this is how he repays him. So what do you think's going to happen next week in terms of so Maggie hears it? Yeah. She's obviously going to tell. Yeah. I, yeah, she definitely does. I don't know how that gets on uh revealed in the comic. I forget if cuz I don't think someone overhears their conversation. What oh. I think is I think the like Deanna character in the comic just goes and tells Rick like look your guy Gabriel is saying that you're like bad people and you did bad things and they just sort of have like a coming to terms moment where like yeah yeah we were on the road we had to kill people and stuff that's what we did just for from the previews it looks a little bit more like there's going to be a complete takeover of Alexandria like there's going to be an yeah. us and them thing well I think that 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 moment occurs uh when Rick basically kills the doctor because what happens is it's like it becomes sort of like a public thing where they in, in the comic books in the comic yeah. in the comic it's actually a really a knockdown fucking fight through the house and one of them gets thrown through a window and Rick and him are like going toe to toe like Rick doesn't just go and shoot him in the head like and be, he's bigger than Rick yeah they make but him he's bigger a drunk. than Rick and he's a drunk yeah so that also might like help him from being you know 
usually when you're drunk. Well, oh, you get yeah, you don't get hurt as easily. Yeah, right. You know, but uh, so yeah, and then like it sort of draws attention of all the townspeople. And I can't remember if Rick like literally just kills them in front of everybody and says like, "This is my town now." I forget. I bet but, you that I have a feeling something like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it definitely looks like they're gearing up to take over. Because I mean, you know, it, it is sort of becoming us and them thing. Like they're. That guy Nicholas let Noah die. He let Aiden die. Yeah, and and then the whole thing with Abraham. We forgot about that part. Abraham's doing construction. He's been assigned like construction. That's his job title. That you know they all get a job when they come to the to to Alexandria. Um, and that yeah, that ha- this happens in the comics. And I remember it being a big turning point in the comics for you know the Rick and Abraham group mm-hmm. because Abraham shows that not only can he do all of, like the construction like labor, but he also has like you know, the skills of a leader. Right. Lee Abraham ends up getting appointed to be the leader of the now construction group. And then there's a bunch of sort of inner turmoil amongst the already existing Alexandria people. They're like, fuck that guy. Like, you know, but they haven't shown fuck that guy yet. Cause the guy who sort of the, uh, the other guy who was the foreman went to Deanna and said, you should let him do this. And I yeah. think it's the right thing. And this is after Abraham saves this woman who's, Happens in the comic, Which yeah. They're he gonna then her. her. The other people are gonna buy their code. Just let her die. Let her die. She falls off of like a forklift or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, and there's because there's like a group of walkers coming in on them while they're doing the construction. And uh, yeah, she's like uh, on the other side of the line of whatever their you know little code is. And they're like, well, she's food at this point. And Abraham's like, like in the comic, goes off single handedly. Fights off the walkers, saves the girl, and no spoilers, they had two of them end up sort of hitting it off. And Rosita kind of gets left uh, holding the bag a little. Well, again, we don't know if that's going to happen. Although, I will I say this, they don't do a lot with Rosita on the TV show. I mean, they really haven't done anything with her character. She barely speaks. Yeah, I know. We were talking about that like, in comparison to Taro, who's like, yeah. like way more lines and is not necessarily any more interesting than Rosita. You know so they, I mean? could be gear- they could be getting rid of her. Yeah, and that's what happens in like Rosita doesn't die, but like Abraham is like straight up is like I I you know we and you have come a long way, but I'm in love with this woman. Like hmm. we've fallen in love, you know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they definitely have their own universe on the TV show. Yeah, but the way the woman and him and Abraham hit it off after sort of they save and then she the the woman punches the dude in the face yeah, for that leaving was cool. her and stuff. That was cool. And he's like, you know, I had to do it. Like that's what we do, and just pops him in the face. Yeah. And Abraham's like, well, that's not what that's not what we do. Like that's not how we do it anymore. And in the comic book, that happens too, where the foreman is like, yeah, he need I can't do this. Like he's way more qualified, and I just feel like I you know I can't handle like being in charge. And that happens in the comic but then once abraham does get appointed the new leader all the there's other people that are like fuck that like Mm -hmm. why are these guys coming in and there's one guy who's like very vocal and uh wants to sort of like sabotage rick and sabotage abraham and sabotage the group you know and get them out it looks like they're condensing like to me it looks like they're they're gonna skip over a lot of that and just sort of disrupt alexandria pretty soon like it looks like we were we're headed for a a, a season finale of a bloodbath, a bath. crumbling Alexandria. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. they want to get to the whole Kagan story, uh, or yeah, Kagan story really uh, quickly. I think because that's the whole next that whole the whole next chapter after Alexandria is like the Kagan, mm-hmm. and it's like this guy's worse than the governor, and they need a, like a new antagonist. Oh, they need a new, new antagonist because yeah. I mean, Deanna's not really antagonist, and no. 
like, you know, Lex Luthor to Rick Superman kind of thing right now. I mean, now. there's this doctor, but he's not. But he's not. Yeah, like, he's, he's not a peripheral like the bad guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. That you have to deal with. So right now they're sort of dealing with all these small little um, problems, whereas right. this next chapter becomes like head to head big okay. problem. You know what I mean? Which is cool. And like this, this is an interesting story. It's definitely a little soapy. Because, you know, that's the nature. All of a sudden, they're living in this, like, you know, suburban neighborhood yeah. again. And they have to deal with, like, yeah, the abusive father and the... Which is interesting. Know. Yeah, you're right. Now they've put it into, like, suburban problems. Yeah, there's they're, which they're, yeah, they have to sort of deal with again. Which is interesting because for spending so many years in such an extreme environment on the road, Mad Max style. Yeah. And then to go back to dealing with, like, suburban yeah. middle, middle class problems. that they don't like. Yeah, like, middle class you know? issues with kids being shitty. And, yeah, yeah. Know, and dealing with... You know, you know, yeah, the secrets, secrets in the houses and stuff. Yeah, people talking mess about each other and those, those things that exist in the gay couple, the gay, the gay happily couple, g- together and... gay couple. Ooh, Daryl is on the road scouting with the Aaron, Aaron, the, who originally found them. Yeah, because he gives Daryl a new bike. Because Daryl gets a new motorcycle. He's like, okay, yeah, you give me a motorcycle, I'll go with you. Yeah. And that guy was right on with giving him a task because you know Daryl likes to go off on his own. Yeah, he does that anyway. Yeah, and he's good at it. He knows how to scout. He knows how to hunt. He knows how to forage. He knows how to you know track people yep. and track things. And he knows who's good and bad. Like mm-hmm. he's got a good compass. Yeah, he's got a real good compass. Yeah, and he's tough as a tough motherfucker. Tough motherfucker. Feral Daryl. <laughs> so I think that's that's it for. I guess that's it for that episode. For that episode. There's only two episodes left. And uh, the season finale is going to be 90 minutes. So there's lots there's in store lot for this could happen. for this season. There's still lots in store with what could happen. Yeah. it's. Uh, you think anyone major is going to die? Maybe. Um, I'm trying to think back to the comic book and if they stay true to, true to, uh, to it. I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not, not maybe like at the beginning of next season. But I don't know if there's anyone major in the season finale of this season with this storyline. Maybe they might change well, it up. They killed, no- they, already, they, they killed Noah and Tyrese. They've right. Already, they have killed people. And what's her name? Emily. Kinney. And yeah, so we've lost Beth. people. Yeah, we've we've already lost, lost a lot of people. people. Yeah. I don't know. It, you know, Carl gets fucking really badly injured in this storyline. I don't know if they'll stay true to that or not, but hmm. if they do that, do the like, Oh yeah. And it looks like for next week, Car- Carl's got a girlfriend. Yeah. Well that girl, right? Yeah, he ends up in like a tree hollowed out tree with her yeah, face hiding. to face I think it might should be raining yeah <laughs> <laughs> well here I have a couple reddit weekly reposts when you run out of things to say <laughs> and you don't bother thinking up anything new you just read things that other people have posted okay let's see here um this is funny uh to me Waz you all know Steve Wozniak right mm-hmm Way back when Nintendo Power Magazine was still a thing, Steve Wozniak used to submit Tetris high scores <laughs> to the, w- Nintendo Power Magazine every month. And then he even started uh, sending them under uh, different aliases because they started to refuse to publish <laughs> any more of his high scores. <laughs> and that's so true to that's like that hilarious. obsessive nerd culture, man. Yeah. It's so true. Like to build a computer, you have to have that like obsessive... Yeah, just, yeah, like, I, I know those guys, man, that, that they just, everything is in the high score, and you just keep submitting and keep playing, keep <laughs> playing, especially something like Tetris, where you can just play it for fuck it ever. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's hilarious. 
Oh, this is funny, and it took me back to my childhood of watching cartoons. Uh, today I learned that in the U.S., uh, the old saying, we'll be back after these messages, often seen during kids' shows in the 70s and 80s and 90s, it was uh, 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 mandated by the FCC to help children differentiate between TV shows and commercials. Oh. And that sort of like the sort of made sense because I never understood why they did it as a kid, but yeah, I just remember after I, these messages, do 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 do, we'll be right back. Yeah, and it would go to commercial, and it's like, oh, I guess that makes sense because uh, commercials, the commercials were awesome in the eighties too. Actually, looking back, they were a lot more fun than the commercials now. They're yeah, just so cheesy. Everything had a song. Everything they had to did. have a song. A dumb song. Cook which is, is it the most refreshing thing around? Cook is it? Yeah, I like the honeycombs big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not small. No, no, no. no, no. no. <laughs> I love it. What's the opposite of big? Quick, uh, small. Go with it. Go with it. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. That was awesome. And then the juicy fruit and double mint, double juicy mint, fruit. Gu- double mint, double mint gun. It just tastes. It goes right through you. <laughs> just fruit. It's a movie. There's always a guy surfing and like running yep. across the beach and a lot of action, you know, a lot of action going on. Yep. Yep. What else here? Uh, Michael Jackson. Mm. Another funny Michael Jackson fact. Michael Jackson attempted to purchase Marvel Comics back in the early 90s. What? Which he probably could have back then, to be honest. Like, Marvel was not necessarily what it is today, maybe 20 years ago. Uh, it was not. It was it sort was of struggling, not. floundering a little. So he tried to purchase them just so he could produce his own movie in which he would have been uh, Spider-Man. So what? He wanted to be Spider-Man. And he was going to make his own movie to do it. God, he wanted to be a lot of characters. Because yeah. I remember you talked about one where he wanted to be Willy Wonka. Yeah, and he made a whole album of music to be in the revamped version of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wow. And, I get, and then when Tim Burton refused to cast him, he uh, said, well, then you don't get my Michael Jackson original score or, you know, Bummer. original soundtrack. It's like, oh, okay. I, oh, I don't really care. Yeah, I think we can yeah. leave that. I think that's okay. I found this cool thing. It's a pizza box shaped oven for everyone's favorite frozen pizzas. <laughs> so it's literally like this oven and it looks like a pizza box and you can open it and it's four convection heating frozen pizzas. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. How much is it? Uh, how much is it? One second. That sounds like a bit of an easy bake oven. It looks like an easy bake oven, but it looks like a pizza box. Oh, it's $70. $70. But it's basically a toaster oven, is what you're saying, right? I don't know. No, it says uh cooks up to a 12-inch pizza, which is like usually the size of those frozen pizzas you get from, you know, whatever, uh, grocery store. Rotating cooking surface with oh. top and bottom elements. Adjustable what? thermostat control up to 525 degrees Fahrenheit and timer up to 30 minutes. Cool touch stainless steel handle. 1200 watts of power to ensure a perfectly cooked pizza every time. It actually looks pretty cool. We should maybe, we'll post a link on the website. I know a lot of uh, our target market enjoys frozen pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Including us. (laughs) Including us. Frozen pizza, delivered pizza, but I don't know. It's kind of cool. Oh, let me take a look at that. Yeah, we'll post a picture. It almost looks like a turntable. Yeah, it does. It, it it totally looks like a little turn. It looks like you could play a record on it. And you put your pizza it, in on fact, it. In fact, it looks like when I was a kid that we had those turntables that were in a little suitcase. 
Uh-huh. And it had the handle like that. You could open, you open and the dials up. were on the outside. And that yeah. looks, it's exactly what it looks like. It does look like a turntable. It looks like that fucking, uh, what, wasn't that the Beastie Boys music video where there's literally like a pizza onto the turntable? Yes, yes. And it's spinning. Yeah. Gotta fight for your right or one of those. <laughs> one of those. Crazy party. You wake up and there's pizza on the turntable. Well, that was a big thing. That was a big 80s movies thing. Like in 16 Candles. Yeah. When they get up in the par- and he's looking at his house after it's been trashed, there's a pizza spinning around on, on the, the turntable. turntable. But it was a reoccurring theme in a lot of it was. teen movies yeah. in the 80s. I think Weird Science. And yeah, yeah. there was a big house party, someone's Real putting genius. pizza on the turntable. Yeah, here it comes. Here comes pizza. So Not someone- a party till someone puts pizza on the <laughs> Turntable, <laughs> and now they made an actual love it pizza turntable. It. it literally rotates. It says it rotates three hundred sixty cool. degrees. I don't know. I kind of want to try that out. I kind of want to try it just to see how. Maybe if it's we could better. get the makers to give it to us so we could do a, a re- product review. Yeah, we could do that and just see how it stacks up. We'll do one in the oven and then one in the pizza, the pizza box oven. Yep, and see and do a taste test, a blind taste test, blind taste test. Which one tastes better to you, my friends? So stay tuned. Because we're going to attempt to make that happen. Hell yeah, we are. Gotta love these. That'll be our new gadget segment. New fun, zany gadgets. Goofy gadgets. Goofy gadgets you put in your butt. And then you call your mom and you (laughs) said, Mom, I messed up. No. I need to call a doctor, but I'm embarrassed. And will you help me call my friends? All right. So... (laughs) <laughs> I got some uh, stuff to right. say, unless you're not done yet. No, yeah, go ahead. What do you got? Shoot. Well, I wanted to go through some of the upcoming movies that for March that we highlighted on our blog on heraldmodcast.com. And also, I saw Cinderella, which I know you don't want to see. No, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I didn't know the story. I feel like I've already, I saw fucking Into the Woods. And there's they oh, already no. they no, did Cinderella the there. It's well, well it kind many, of, it Cinderella. Like, has wait, wait, been wait! Done. It kind of blew my Cinderella wad okay. <laughs> because I saw Anna Schmendrick and fucking <laughs> Schmendrick. and whatever their name is doing this, and it was just like, oh, Cinderella. It keeps going. She keeps losing the slipper. Yeah. The whole movie, she's running out of this castle. I feel like they did that same shot, the same scene, fucking 20 different times. Well, or, they did. Cause in that, that movie, because yeah. that's the story. It's like, yeah, if I don't have to see Cinderella again, I'm not going to be upset. Well, I'm sorry that she ruined it for you. I mean, I being, you know, like every little girl loves Cinderella. And I did see it because... Uh, Kenneth Branagh just uh, directed it, and it stars Lily James, who's best known as Lady Rose in Downton Abbey, Kate Blanchett as the stepmother, uh-huh. Helena Bonham Carter as the fairy godmother, and Richard Madden, a.k.a. the King of the North, King of Rob the North. Stark. King of the North! We'll be happy to know that he does finally get the throne. Yep. Um, he had to go to Disney to do it. He had to go to Disney to get the throne. He had to go to Disney to get the throne, but Yikes. God love him. God love him. He did it. Well, but I have to say, uh, you know, it's not, they don't reinvent the wheel here. There's no crazy twists with the story like they did with Into the Woods with Ever After the Drew Barrymore version. Um, there's not like Maleficent where they did, you know, completely reinvented the title like character. Like backstory. Well, that's whole the whole backstory. thing now is they do these backstories. They did it with Willy Wonka where it's like you got to know what he liked to eat as a kid. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I don't care. I never wondered that watching the original. 
like that character Willy Wonka is such a mystery and magic. Like yeah. I didn't want to see him at the dentist. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Getting his teeth cleaned or, you know, it's like, I don't care. Yeah. Willy Wonka gets a haircut. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't care. I don't fucking care. Yeah. As you shouldn't with fairy tales. Although I'll say this, the script sticks very on course with the Cinderella story. At least the version that Disney, the classic Disney animated one from 1950 um, but it does do, it, it, it does enough of kind of like a f- refresh of the story to keep it interesting for modern audiences. Mm-hmm. And, well, I, don't get me wrong. I think that people can do interesting things with like the classic fairy tales, like the whole graphic novel series Fables, mm-hmm. and which was became a uh, telltale video game called The Wolf Among Us. Right. And it's actually a very creative and unique spin on the world of fairy tales. And it's really fun. If you've never heard of it, re- you can read the graphic novel. It's called Fables. They have uh, deluxe editions and hard copy. They have soft copy editions. And then if you have any console gaming, you can check it out on Telltale. Uh, it's a DLC. It's a downloadable uh, game. And it's a five-part episodic, that's mm. which is what Telltale does. And it's all about, it's called The Wolf Among Us. And you play the big bad wolf who is named Big, Bigby. And they're all, all of the characters have to have these, these spells to keep them in human form because they live in like a shitty neighborhood in mm. New York. So like Toad and the hare and uh, the big bad wolf and Snow White. Right. And so they all live there. And then like Big Bad Wolf basically plays the sheriff of Fable Town. And you know Ichabod wow. Crane is sort of the unofficial mayor, uh-huh. and, you know. So it's it's in the you know That's the three pigs. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it fun. It is fun, and it's an interesting take on you know fairy tales. So yeah, it can be done. It can, it be, can done. be done. And I mean, this is literally very straightforward. Though it, it, here's some interesting trivia: the uh, the first instance of the Cinderella story was of a story from ancient Egypt called Rhodopis. And it was a Greek slave girl who marries the king of Egypt. Um, That's the first version. But then in the 1600s, this French writer, Charles Perrault, basically created the current version that we have, adding the pumpkin, the fairy godmother, and the glass slippers in his story called Cendrillion. So, I mean, it's been around for freaking forever, this variations of this story. Kind of reminds me of another fairy tale that started in Egypt and then was, you know, sort of taking a spin with the Greeks and the Romans and <laughs> as we know it today. What are, one is that? Well, it's often mistaken for other ones. <laughs> it's so hard to tell sometimes, you know, especially since the Earth's only about 6,000 years old. Yeah, right. According to that According cool, to fun that fairy world. tale. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I would give it, to be honest, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. An eight out of ten. I would. It's. I. It was. It was entertaining. The performances were very good. The direction was really good. Um, there's nothing kind of, you know. I mean, the production design and the costume design by Oscar winner Sandy Powell, who did Shakespeare in Love, The Young Victoria, uh, The Aviator. Oh yeah, um, that's good. Is fucking makes the movie. I mean, Kate Blanchett, and also Kate Blanchett is so good as the stepmother. Makes the movie. But now you, I think you probably would have gone like, yeah, that's Cinderella. But um, it did make seventy million at the box office on its first weekend out. Disney knows how to make money, man. Like yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. They'll Disney knows how to make fucking money. I know. 
So whether it's a retelling or an original story or an animated movie or a live action movie, there's going to be fucking large money made yep. after it. And yeah, I don't know, Cinderella. I want to see Sleeping Beauty for real, for real. I don't want to yeah. see Melissa Finn. Fla, 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 fla. I want like I liked. I like that Disney movie yeah. a lot. I like when he goes to her castle and there's all those little goblins and yep. he has to defeat the dragon and shit. Like, and yeah. she's straight up bad. She's, she's straight not. Up bad. She doesn't have this like tortured left, no. you know, like Feel shit on me, by yeah. a lover, you know, scorned thing. lover. Yeah, scorned lover. Took thing. my wings she, thing. Right. She's yeah. just straight up bad. She's evil. She's yeah. an evil uh, queen of a queen of an evil realm or whatever. Yeah, it's awesome. It's fucking cool, man. Yeah. The crow. That crow she has and the, the, the fairy godmothers and stuff. It's way cooler than yeah, it that is way fucking cooler. story that they did with Angelina. Way, way cooler. So, so yeah. And I so, like Cinderella. I like the original yeah. Cinderella on Disney. I like the old one. It, it's pretty true to that story. Although they do kind of sophisticate it up. Are there bit. mice? Is there Gus Gus? And there's, yes, there's mice. Do they that talk? Are, like, uh, they do not talk. They don't talk. They basically CGI them into, you know, being able to sort of react to her and hang out and do things. And yeah, stuff. sure. Yeah, they don't talk. No Gus So, Gus. So, yeah, I, I liked it. So, a couple other movies that are coming out, well, next up, which I don't know if I can recommend or not, is uh, Sean Penn's wannabe Liam Neeson movie, The Gunman. It's like they've given every single guy over, over 50. 50. <laughs> yeah. Like some fucking action movie. Right. It's just like, oh my God. You this can is... do it too. Just look like Neeson did it. You yeah, know? yeah, I can see the agent sitting down with them and shit. Can't you? Yeah. yeah being like, come on, this will be your vehicle. Just this is like your him. taken. Yeah, this Everyone is your needs taken. their taken. And it'll like, all the kids will know you again. And, you know, it's so easy to produce. And you just gotta, you know, the stories are simple. And yeah. We'll have basically unknown cast and you'll be the fucking you'll you know. be it oh it's so stupid and i don't know why sean penn needs to do that i mean he's got two oscars under his belt why doesn't he just keep making freaking cool oscar movies you know well i feel like he hasn't made a movie in a while you know like an oscar even not an oscar movie just well, you know yeah when was his last actual movie that was man oh the secret life of walter mitty he was in sort of whatever but i think he was just Gang oh gangster squad which i had unfortunate timing because of the because of that scene uh in the theater where the men come out and shoot people in the audience and it was right after the dark knight rises yeah but that movie gang. sucked but that movie sucked anyways. regardless yeah there is no fucking saving that movie yeah. that movie is fucking horrible and he absolute was in the tree piece of, of life um he's done a bunch of stuff just you know the last thing that he was he was acknowledged for was Mc oh unfair game we played joe joe wilson valerie plame's husband that was a good film yeah but what year is that that was 2010 yeah it was yeah, five years ago so. five years but ago. i mean he's had films every year since it's just like stuff nobody's watched yeah um and then the other thing coming out which you won't care about nobody cares a lot of people will is insurgent the divergent series Boo. um but wait there's other stuff that's kind of cool so Fuck on march shit. 24th this film called like sunday like rain which is uh, Billy Joe Armstrong's uh, acting debut. Really? Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong, frontman of Green Day. And it's directed by Frank Whaley, um, character actor, who's been in a lot of stuff like yeah. um, Pulp Fiction. And, you know, you'll know his face, of course. Um, March 24th, Queen and Country, which is John Borman's um, sequel to his Oscar-nominated um, 
uh, one of his Oscar-nominated films, Hope and Glory. Um, and if you don't, yeah, it's, it could be cool. I mean, he's like an amazing director. He did Deliverance, the 1972 version of Deliverance. He was a two-time director winner at Cannes. So that could be cool. Um, and then Alan Rickman has got a movie that he's directing called A Little Chaos, starring uh, Kate Winslet that comes out at the end of the month. They all want to direct. It's funny. Yeah. After a point, like, remember after when we saw Ray Fine speak at the Arrow, he said, like, he, like directing is his new goal and passion right, he had right. to like talk to a lot of these guys he's worked with and you know try to build his own you know whatever vision and stuff you know they want to direct it's interesting yeah and these guys are some of the best actors in the world in the world they want to yep. direct you know it's interesting to hear that oh time and time again they want to get in the directing chair well you might think this one is cool because uh kate winslet plays an english landscape gardener who is contracted to do the gardens at Versailles during, like, the whole mess that's about to go down in Paris. So it's, like, 17th century? Yeah, 18th century, 18th yeah. Century. And Stanley Tucci's in it as well. So oh, that's it sounds cool. kind of cool, yeah. Oh, that's a cool backdrop, Yeah, you know, for a movie like that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, that's what's coming up this month. And, um, of course, we've got... Oh, and how could we forget... What's about to come up after Walking Dead's finished is um, Game of Thrones. Game of bum, 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 bum. Game of Chairs. Game of Chairs. Game of Chairs is coming up. It's um, being heavily promoted all over. Everything. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. It's yeah, you know, it takes whatever eighteen months to film a season. You know, so when it comes back, it's they like boom, you got in your face. You gotta yeah, you gotta promote it. <laughs> yeah. You don't spend that long on something just to be like, yeah, it'll be on HBO April 10th or whatever. <laughs> it's April 1st. April it's, 1st. Uh, premieres on HBO wow. season 5. And then that's when uh, they're releasing HBO Now, too, the standalone subscription service. Very interesting timing. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Fifteen yeah. ninety nine is what they're going to charge. That's more. a little pricey, don't you think? Or what do you I, think? I don't know. Not if you don't have cable. I guess not if you don't have cable. If you don't have cable. If you had, so if you had Netflix and HBO Now, that'd be like, what, 24 bucks a month? If you only had those two things. Uh-huh. I mean, that's not, I don't know. How that's much, not bad. That's not bad if you didn't and have cable. If you had Hulu, what's Hulu? Like 12 bucks a month? I don't care. Like Hulu yeah, sucks. Hulu. <laughs> it's like, why am I watching fucking commercials? Why do you put commercials? Yeah, if you're going to pay for it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And like everything, every click has a commercial after it. You know, I just yep. leave me alone. Forget it. Fuck well, it. Amazon Prime is slowly starting to test waters that because or not just Prime, but their instant video, because you can opt instead of purchasing an episode for download to watch it with commercials instead. Yeah, but that's like it gives you incentive versus Hulu where it's like every literally everywhere you yeah. turn is a 30 second commercial for Budweiser or Nissan Altima or something. But that's where thing. we're going, I think, because I ultimately yeah, I, broadcast television cable is going to be like how are they going to compete, yeah. you know? But I mean, I like that with Amazon where it gives you a choice. Like you pay yeah. 99 cents or sit and watch this minute even if it's a minute commercial or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. Whatever. I can get by that. I can, I can, you know, you don't feel like you're being effed in the A. The only problem with it right now is that they show the same one commercial repeatedly. <laughs> so, yeah. like, it's pretty annoying. But I yeah, think sure. if they sort that out better, it will be, I, I, I could care less. I'll just, like, sit through it or mute it. Yeah, I can deal with that, you know, if yeah. it means saving a couple bucks. Why not? Yep. That's cool. 
That's cool. Yeah, and then we're going to Seattle for Emerald City Comic Con. Emerald in City Comic Con. Ten days or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah so, so we'll have a lot going on from there. Yeah, we'll have a lot to report uh, on that that next episode, which is probably two episodes from now, I guess. And uh, that'll be fun, so keep posted for that. I think that might be it for this week, folks. I think so. Covered a little bit of ground. Not too bad, not too shabby. Not too now shabby. I'm going to go and see Chappie. Yep, and then you're going to talk about that because I'm not going to see it with you. Yeah, no, good. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's perfect. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, you (laughs) buffoonerins. See ya. Bye. Ciao, ciao.